following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Strap in, movie fans. We're about to take you 30 years into the past to explore the biggest blockbuster hits of the 1990s. I'm Pete. And I'm Michael. And And this this is is Box Box Office Office 30. 30. Welcome to Box Office 30 for August 1991. I'm Pete, and as usual, I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host, Michael. How are you doing, sir? I'm well. I, I cannot believe we're already in August. It's just, <laughs> the summer is flying by, and, you know, you, of course, who knows me many, 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 many years, know that I love Hootie and the Blowfish. For some reason, today in particular, when I realize it's August, I've been hearing that, like, that Hootie and the Blowfish song, Time, why you punish me? Like the waves crashing into the show. Nice. <laughs> and for some reason, I realized now that we probably lost about six listeners because I sang for about in the first 10 seconds of our show. Hey, that's all right. Maybe we gained uh, like 10 more. <laughs> speaking, speaking of gains and losses, I don't know if you noticed, but when we posted the poll on Twitter, we had quite a response, and I was very, very impressed by this. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about that certainly when we get to talking about our votes. But yeah, I was definitely blown away again by the response um, this month. So uh, I don't know. I feel like we're finding our legs here, or at yeah. least uh, the Retro Network is finding them for us or yeah. something in that, in that vein. Yeah, I was like... More people voted in this poll than I probably am friends with or talk to at all. I'm like, <laughs> who are these people that like listening to us? I'm like, great, thank you for joining and listening. Yeah, to well, us. that's I, I would I would love to get some more people um, like truly interacting on our socials with us because there's there is some people that are responding to this, and there are people who are fairly regularly downloading the uh, the show now. So I don't know, come out of the woodwork, people, talk to us, let us know who you are. And I'm not um, flubbing the numbers, I promise. <laughs> I'm too lazy to try. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, to start things off tonight, I, I had mentioned um, in the previous episode that I had the Terminator brain chip to give away. Um, and I don't know why I just didn't have it ready to go to give away on that episode. But I, I think it's because it like occurred to me like, right before we recorded it during <laughs> yeah nothing to go this time around so um i'm gonna announce it here but you're also gonna find it on socials same day as this episode pops up um i'm gonna go over to our facebook and our twitter which is the spots where i think this will be easiest to do and i'm gonna post um a picture of the the brain chip there and, and a post of information about this giveaway and all you have to do to enter 
is to pop over to one of those two spots or both, if you like, um, throw us a like, throw us a follow, um, let us know who you are and uh, post a GIF, your favorite GIF from Terminator franchise. It can be any of the Terminator movies, but I'm into the GIFs. <laughs> so, so show me your best GIF. It could be any one of them. And you, you, uh, are, you are quite giffy. Yes, and that'll what? that'll be your entrance into this uh, contest, and then I'll randomly pick from all the entries um, in time for our review episode. One of the things that you mentioned in the Terminator 2 episode when we were talking about this giveaway was you wanted a one-to-one scale of the T-800 arm. Yes. Right? <laughs> so Sideshow has one. Oh, let me take a look. <laughs> and it moves, too. Oh, look at that. <laughs> now, do you have to like tell it to do that? Or is it just like automatedly like sitting on a shelf? Like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's probably like a battery inside of it and just like, turn wow. it on and let it run. So let me let me ask our, our viewers. Um, you know, it looks like this is expected to ship, you know, soonish. Um, anybody out there have one thousand four hundred and fifty five dollars that they could loan me for a T eight hundred endoskeleton arm and brain chip? Actually, it says it looks like it's got that in the yes. uh, in like the little glass tube or something. Yeah, I, I was like when you mentioned it, I was like, gee, I think I've seen it, and sure enough, Sideshow had it. I was wow. like, yeah, buddy, <laughs> and. Uh, there's also, I've heard rumors of an actual head coming soon too, one-to-one scale. (laughs) Now, the funny thing is like, when you look at this on their site, it's like a little like animated gif of it. Like it's like basically opening and closing its hand. I think I would get tired of it just doing that over and over again. I think instead it should just stay there all by itself. And then every great once in a while, do it just to be really creepy. So you don't know (laughs) when to expect it happening. (laughs) Just to freak out house guests. Yes. (laughs) Did that just move? (laughs) so yeah i had to share that with you i was like oh boy i knew this was going to come up and i was like yes we needed to discuss it so there you go well forgetting if you have the 1455 to spend on that endoskeleton arm and brain chip you can get a brain chip for free from this podcast (laughs) if you uh enter on our giveaway so um pop on over like i said throw us a like throw us a follow Pop your GIF up on there and be entered to win. Um, winners will be direct messaged, um, like I said, sometime around when we go to do our recording for the review um, to um, mm-hmm. solidify the winner. And if we don't, for some reason, get a hold of the first selection winner, um, we'll move on down to the second person. Okay, sounds good. All right. So, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a while now, and hopefully people like this. You know, we kind of just plug along with this. Um, segment and i don't know if people really care about it or not they're tuning in for the nostalgia podcast and they're getting quasi current movies but uh i thought i'd i'd hop into our recent new and new to you movies uh you seen anything uh recently i have two and a half films to discuss <laughs> that half sounds like it did not finish <laughs> it I, it was a start but i'm still working on it okay uh, Number one was The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt doing his best Tom Cruise. Now, didn't you mention, I think you mentioned that on the last time we did this, because you actually had like happened to watch it like the day we did the recording, I think. Did I? I probably did. Okay, well then, (laughs) so then to subtract that, it's a one and a half then. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, the movie I did watch to completion 
is gunpowder okay. milkshake. Oh, how was that? Fantastic. Awesome. I'm oh, a huge my. Karen Gillan fan um, and have been since she was on Doctor Who um, years back. Um, and obviously she's great as Nebula in, in Guardians of the Galaxy now. So I've been kind of itchy to check that out when I get a chance. It is like a film noir action spy drama shoot 'em up like almost like smoke and aces with like gangsters and stuff like that and nice. uh, it's uh, it's wild uh, now, is I mean, that a new property or is that based on a comic property do you happen to know i don't know i i i wasn't actually able to look it feels like a comic book um but was it a comic book before i don't know I, I couldn't tell you. To be, I, I'd have to do a little more research. I probably should have done it before I brought it up on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we should ask Stephen or Adam. This is the part where Stephen or Adam should interject and solve this. You know what, though? <laughs> it, it, if it's if it's past 1999, they're not going to know it. Okay. I would be the person to know. And <laughs> and I don't – I'm on IMDb, and it doesn't seem like it was based off of anything. Like, it doesn't seem like it was, uh, you know – it basically uh, seems like it's a new film, like just a new story, which is pretty cool. No, yeah, it's a comic I, I, book. It is a comic book? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I clicked on something that said it, and then like now all of a sudden it doesn't say it on the page anymore. Maybe not. I don't know. Some of these other ones say, oh, no, no. I, so IGN says it's not based on a comic book. Well, there you go. I, I was right. You were wrong. The okay. weird thing... Oh, I see. I, I misread it. Okay, so I clicked on one other page, and I, I missed the part where it says it feels yeah. like a comic book adaptation, where, in fact, it, I thought it read that it was a comic but book it, But it is a wholly original story. Okay. Look at that. It's, it's really fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you should go see it on Netflix. It's super fun, really well done. I I couldn't recommend it more. I I was all in. The cast is amazing. The ensemble was just terrific. Paul Giamatti is terrific. Everybody is great in the whole movie. I just couldn't talk about it higher. I was just in all the way. Nice. Uh, Now, the other movie that I said I half watched is Jolt, starring uh, Kate Beckinsale. And I started it. I'm about 30 minutes in. I don't hate it. I just, it was a little bit too violent and I was watching it on my phone and like Grace kept going over, dad, what are you watching? I'm like, uh, close screen, home screen, go away, go away. So nice. Yeah. That was, sounds like that's not based on Jolt Cola, the official soft drink of the elite hacker. No, it is not. No. It is not. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know what Jolt is based off of, but if but it's basically like um, what's that uh, Jason Statham movie where he's like getting oh electroshocked um, like uh, cranked or something like that crank yeah <laughs> crank yeah it's 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 similar to that like I mean yeah. it it's not necessarily in the same vein but basically like she's hyper aggressive and anything kind of pisses her off. And so like, she just whoops people's butts every time that she's like set off on something. And she uses this like electro charge to jolt her body to calm herself down or excite her and, and enrage her. Interesting. So yeah, it is quite a lot like that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. funny. And I'm just looking for reference is jolt based on a comic. And, uh, 
Jolt is a comic. Okay. Uh, One out of two ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, you know, I, I'm going to probably finish it between now and the next time we, we do the second part of this month. And I'll just briefly give you a thumbs up or thumbs down when I finish it. So, <laughs> All right. Now, enough. I'm, I have one other thing I want to point out that's not necessarily movies that I've seen, but something that I saw online that I needed to purchase for myself. And it is based on a television entertainment property. And I just said it to Pete in the chat. I'm going to let I Pete describe it. Oh, you know what? I saw this pop up a while back. And I feel like you and I have maybe mentioned it before. Um, but he, what he has sent me is the Lego set from Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> which is actually, it's really funny. It's kind of meta because when you look at it, it's not only Jerry's apartment with like the various characters in it, but it also has like the rigging with like lights <laughs> above yeah. it. And it's also got like the little like stage where he, like he does like the little like comedy bits. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny. Actually, you did the most surprising thing about this to me is the price. The price I'm is that that's not actually higher. <laughs> that, that's why I bought it because like the the friends did you one, say that you bought it. Oh yeah, I ordered it. it it's on its way, baby. It's okay. coming. But like the friends set is like more than double that thing. And I was like, well, I like Seinfeld. Everyone knows I like Seinfeld. I'm getting this. I have so, like so many Lego goals in my life, but like I can't bring myself to spend like 200 here or 800 here for a Lego Millennium Falcon and things like that. Well, I, you know, it's just like this is only 80 bucks. That doesn't seem nearly as bad for the size of it. You know, I have the har- the Batwing, right? Yes. I, have, I haven't built it yet, but yeah, I, I know that you got busy with some of that uh, a minute back. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a few in the box still. I got the Batwing and the Batmobile and uh, I, I'm, I haven't built them yet. Mostly on the grounds of once I build them, a, I don't know where to display them. And B my, my children are still too young that they'll grab them off my desk and pull them to the ground and destroy them. And yeah. I will, I will be heartbroken. Yes. <laughs> so have you seen any movies recently? I have. Yeah. I have a new to me movie, uh, which is a quiet place. Um, oh, the, the, oh the, 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 the original version of it, the original one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that movie's great. I yeah, so John Krasinski, um, for those who didn't catch this the first time around, like I didn't, um, it's, uh, I mean, this and its sequel both did pretty well amongst people in general. Um, kind of a fun premise to it, which is like, you know, it's kind of a monster stalkerish sort of movie. It's about a family that um, is living in sort of a, post-apocalyptic world where um, if they make any sound, these creatures um, are going to like run them down and kill them. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, The funny thing for me is like, I I get weird with movies like this. And I, I think the one that is probably the worst for me of all time. And I know I've complained bitterly about it to you is signs where (laughs) When you have a movie that sort of establishes these very specific set of rules about how something should work, Mm -hmm. I start to get funny about that thing staying to its set of rules, you know? And, like, the funny thing for me with this movie is, like, at times, like, I'm sure in the theaters and everything, it was, like, a really interesting experience because I try and imagine seeing this in a theater full of people and it's, like, just quiet. 
just yeah. just really quiet for a lot of the time. But there's like whole scenes in this movie where they're like walking on leaves or like other things, and there's no like or anything like that that would almost even make it more cringy. Like they almost like just sometimes bottom out the yeah. sound altogether. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. And like I was missing them actually not doing some more with the sound because like I feel like somebody stepping on some leaves and you know that these creatures could come and get them if they hear something funny is almost worse than the sound just being kind of empty or whatever. Right. Um, but overall, you know, like, like 95% of the movie I enjoyed, I was a little funny with the ending. Like they kind of went with this, like spoiler alert. Cause this one's an older movie. I think I can get away with this. Um, well, the, the sequel just came out too. So yeah, at, at the end of the movie, John Krasinski's character dies. Um, and, it sort of ends up that he, he during the movie was making this um, hearing aid for his daughter. Um, and for some reason that I don't really understand, the hearing aid is able to make some high frequency sound that really screws up the monsters. And so they kind of figure this out and they broadcast it at the end and they get a shotgun out and they kill one of the creatures. But like, the thing that gets me is like they have all these like little like news clippings and things that are like telling the rest of the story in the background over time. Mm-hmm. And they have like a like a whole thing in the newspaper where it shows like people like shooting like machine guns at one of them. And it says like they're indestructible. We can't like harm them. And like. I guess you could say that the sound somehow weakened it or that it opened its mouth, but you would have thought that it was doing that. the whole, I don't know. There's things like that that were bothering me about this. And like the thing with like the hearing aid, like if you've ever like put something like that, even just like a like a, like an earbud in your ear, the level of the sound is very, very low. So it doesn't hurt your ear. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how the thing is hearing it across the room until she starts like broadcasting or like across like the yard and things at different points. So there were some funky things like that in there. And I always relate that back, like I say, to signs where you have this alien race that's coming to prey on human beings that are allergic to water, even though human beings are made out of like 90% water and the atmosphere on earth is made out of like 75% water. And it's like, eh. (laughs) like, yes, you can check your brain at the door, but some of that stuff makes me itchy. So Mm. I don't know. I want to check out the second one um, because I do think overall it was a fun and, and good movie, but like, there's just things like that, that I was like, not really understanding um about these creatures and about mm-hmm. the way they were working this movie so so that's that um Wait, oh, I, question 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 yes did you see anything else i did yes so i my other new ish movie um which i'm almost embarrassed to say i watched is um america the motion picture <laughs> do you I know what i'm talking about when i talk no. about this um this is um a recent netflix um exclusive release um, and it's a animated movie that's extremely like college bro take on the American Revolution. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's really bizarre, but I got to give it it was very funny. Um, it was way out there. Like it just like it's just really zany. Um, but, it, you know, don't watch this with kids in the room. It, mm. it was not for kids, but, um, you know. It was just something I picked up on a day where I had some time to myself and I was like, let me give this a shot. They keep showing it to me. And it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, you, you look like you've got a deep thought growing here. I did forget that I did see one other film that I okay. want to mention. 
whenever you're ready, whenever you're done. Okay, the last thing I'll mention, another animated thing, not a movie, but a TV show, also Netflix. For any of our nostalgia fans, I think it's highly worth watching is Masters of the Universe Revelations. I saw saw that too. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. I thought it was really good. And again, like... I'm, anybody who's been listening to the show can already immediately cry foul because they know I'm a Kevin Smith uh, fan, but I thought they did a really good job with it. And I know there's a lot of backlash going on um, online right now. And again, spoilers if you haven't seen any of these um, backlash things online, but you know, people are complaining that like in the very first episode, Adam dies. Uh, He-Man dies, and you know, uh, if have you watched the whole thing through? Oh yeah, I watched it in one day. Like I watched and it in like you get to the <laughs> episode of it, which by the way, this is only like part one of it. You know, a part two that's coming down the road. Adam dies again. He's like reborn, and then he like dies again. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that are upset that it's actually about Tila rather than. Adam slash He-Man. But I think it works amazingly. I thought it worked really well. And, you know, the thing about it is, is He-Man is in pretty much, I think, every episode. And, you know, like it's, you know, yes, it's not 100% directly about him, but they address that in the show that there's been multiple, you know, champions over time. And, you know, she's sort of picking up the reins and man at arms and things. And I I think it's kind of like a fun, like what happens after, what happens if Skeletor finally, you know, one Wins. sort of story. Um, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. I think the animation style is really good. I think all the actors were really good. Yeah. Um, and as you said, I didn't watch it in one day, but I watched it over like a couple of days that I had, you know, time at, at little random intervals, you know, during lunch breaks or things like that. But um, you could knock it out really quick. Yeah. Um, and it's well worth doing, in my opinion. I, I thought it was great. The thing that I thought about with that show was. He-Man in general, he's probably the least interesting character in the whole show other than he's being He-Man. Like, everybody else was so interesting. All the characters were great. Um, And I don't think that they did He-Man or Adam a disservice because I, you know, remember back in the 80s when they did that rebooted version of the show where He-Man kind of gets transported to another Earth and it's like the totally different animation style, a different planet or whatever. And I thought, essentially, that's where this show might have been picking up from was where that other show left off, where He-Man is gone. He's not on Eternia anymore, everybody else. And then they went a different direction, which, okay, fine. But I had no problem with it. I was all in all the yeah, way through. I, the way that they were pitching this, at least, and I you know, I think this is maybe where people are getting upset, is they were sort of saying it was a bit of a bait and switch. Because the trailers are all He-Man. The trailers are heavily He-Man. The posters are He-Man. But you don't want to spoil that he dies right away. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like think of something like Game of Thrones and Ned Stark dying at the end of the first episode. You know I mean, it's like, you know, or the end of the first season. What? I don't know which it is. Yeah. What? Oh, did I spoil that for you? Um, oh, I can care less. You know, but like, it's like, you know, in, in that case, it's Sean Bean, so you should have seen it coming. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, I think that they had to do it that way so as not to spoil the story. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, but the other half of what they were, as I was about to say, that they were pitching it as was that this is kind of picking up the reins from where, like, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, like, ended. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was really good. I thought it, um, was something I, I, I wanted to watch it before I watched it 
with Zoe because I said to myself, I don't know what this is going to be like. But the reality is, is like you could definitely watch this with your kids and like they would probably find it totally enjoyable, too. Um, so I might go back and, and put it on again if she's interested in seeing it. Um, but I don't know. It definitely was bringing back the nostalgia for me because I was a huge He-Man kid when I was younger. Haven't seen Motu in years and years and years. So I don't know. I thought it was fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to the second half when they um, put that out. So I did see one other movie. Okay. I, I knew there was two and a half. For some reason, I, I mixed up with uh, <laughs> Tomorrow War with this other very, very big film. I saw Black Widow. Oh, how'd it go? I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Did you uh, see it in the theater, though? No, I saw it <laughs> on Disney Plus. I, ah. I, I, I failed the the movie theater. I failed you, ScarJo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're suing Disney now, but I thought it was important to mention that I love the movie. And if that's your swan song as as Black Widow, kudos. She did a great job. It was super fun. Uh, I thought everybody was great. I hope we see Rachel Weiss again. She was awesome. I hope we see uh, Red Guardian again. Uh, he was amazing. Everybody was great. It was really fun. Uh, the you know everyone's complaining about the Taskmaster, you know thing. I could care less. I, I've never liked Taskmaster as a character anyway. Didn't do anything for me, but uh, the way they portrayed it in the movie was good, and I w- I was all on board for it. It was a fun movie. Yeah, I'm really itchy to see it. We kept uh, debating back and forth whether it would be something that we could show Zoe or not. And she's seen pretty much the rest of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point. So, like, there's a part of me that's like, all right, if she's seen all the others, it's probably in the similar vein. But I also know that it's like it's like she has a pretty hard upbringing and there's some, you know, stuff like that. So we might end up doing a parent watch before uh, <laughs> before we do a family watch. <laughs> y- y- there's going to be some questions she's going to ask by things they say in the movie. Okay. And particularly about women. And um, yeah, I think I, that's been Angela's big concern. So that's why we've been sort of like putting the, the brakes on before um, actually seeing it. But the other thing is just, we've been super busy still. So um, hopefully at some point I will get that on probably on Disney plus or something like that but I did Uh, enjoy it. It was good. Yeah, Nice. All right. Well, um, how about we move right along into our box office 30 segment for August, 1991 is again got a lot of movies going on here i don't think it hits the fever pitch that july hit um there's there's a bunch of new movies in august i don't recognize the names of them quite as much as i felt like we were in july you'll you'll see what you think when we get going through the list mm-hmm. um our top film for august as maybe previously mentioned is hot shots um, with an opening weekend release of 10.8 million, it finished with a 51.7 gross in um, August domestically, and it goes on to gross 69.5 million domestically with a 26 million dollar budget and a July 31st release date, which I think seems to kind of perfectly place it to just slightly outdo T2 this month. Yeah, 
I can see that. Yeah. And I, I am, uh, you know, I love this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's uh, definitely, I'm, I'm pumped for it. <laughs> um, probably unsurprisingly, this is also our listeners' choice featured film for August, which thank goodness. I mentioned it last week to do the right thing. I mentioned it in the tweet. There's only one right answer, do the right thing. And yet I was quaking in my boots for a bit watching the, the votes come in because particularly early on, Doc Hollywood was doing pretty darn well. As a matter of fact, it kind of started off in the lead. Um, I think there was one or two votes that came in right off the bat for, for Hot Shots. And then all of a sudden, Doc Hollywood jumped way ahead. And I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> so... I, I will be honest, I voted for Hot Shots, but I was real conflicted about it. I was <laughs> really on the fence. I love Doc Hollywood also. Like, man, I was I was like, but it's, come on, this is like a movie you have, we have to talk about. So, Well, speaking of, let's take a look at the vote, because yet again, I am so blown away. We mentioned this earlier by the gracious response we got. Another huge thank you to Jason of the Retro Network and Rediscover the 80s. He retweeted us from both of his big accounts. So big, big thank you, Jason, for spreading the word and getting some extra folks into our, our poll this month. Um, this month, we had 75 votes. So we almost like got in the neck of the woods for doubling what was already, I felt like, a huge response last month. So yeah. thank you all. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. This is awesome. I, you know... It makes doing this super worthwhile to have any kind of response back like this. Yeah, no, it's um, huge. I was I was blown away. Like when I was going to vote, I think it was like seventy three votes, and I was like, I don't even know if I want to throw. I was like, <laughs> I said to myself, I don't know if I even want to throw my vote into the ring. I was like, I was just like, let it just let the universe do its job. I was like, wow, this is wild. Seventy five total votes, crazy. Yes, oh um, out of that seventy five, our top film, Hot Shots, took fifty eight point seven percent of the vote. So Hot Shots ended up being, you know, very close to two thirds of, of our vote. So clearly a lot of um, spoof movie fans out there. I was happy to really see that end up the way it did. Um, like I said, I was going to have to possibly quit otherwise. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I get to keep uh, creating these month after month. Come on. I, there was a lot of push for double impact, though. People were people were yeah, talking about well, it. Well, our second place winner then obviously was Doc Hollywood with 34.7 percent of the vote. So, um, you know, there's definitely some big fans out there for that. I was a little surprised. I mean, Doc Hollywood is like, it's a movie, like I said last time, that I recognized and I saw at some point. But like, I don't, I had no idea that there would be so many people actually throwing the uh, this in the hat. So come on, somebody paid him in a pig for, for doctor's visits. Come yes. On. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of Michael J. Fox and, uh, you know, I, he's big at this time, but I, I don't know. I just am misremembering this versus some other people. And, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. Eric Johnson, illustrator, longtime listener and, and definite um, uh, good at, at chatting with us on our socials um, person pointed out that maybe um, we could focus on that down the road when it's remade as cars, which I thought was a fair point and a funny point because, <laughs> wow, that's the same movie. <laughs> wow. My, 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 my brain is just melted. What? Yes. <laughs> oh, Eric, you're ruining the magic for me. You're ruining it. The only thing I got to say, though, is instead of wow, it's more like, 
Ouais. Ouais. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's late here in the East Coast, folks. Uh, so, running down the, our poll, yeah. we, had, <laughs> we had Double Impact, which had how many votes? So, I don't know what that, I didn't do the math this time on what it ultimately pans out, but 6.7% of the total. Wow, of votes. And then the doctor was really low, though. Yeah, doctor got a goose egg. Um, wow. The weird thing is I thought I saw at one point a vote for it. So maybe it just got tallied out when it comes to percentages, but it either got a vote or no votes because it has 0% of the remaining <laughs> percentage. Funny. So nobody wanted to see us do the doctor at all. <laughs> so funny enough, as we pop up this list this evening, I... I'm going to jump down to number eight, which isn't on our poll, but it's the first other movie that isn't, you know, a, one we've talked about prior. And this is a movie called Pure Luck. Without looking into it, what do you know about this movie? I know a lot about With this just movie. the name, nothing. Okay. Um, it is not ringing a bell for me. So this is a Martin Short, Danny Glover movie. Okay. And Martin Short is this like guy who's sort of like conf like inflicted with bad luck and somehow gets, you know, tied up with the uh, Danny Glover, who I think plays a cop of some sort, like you know, and he's trying to keep him out of trouble from like the mob or something like that or something. And uh yeah, it's a really terrible movie, but I actually do remember seeing this either like renting it as VHS or seeing it in the, in the theaters at this time. And it was a horrible movie then. And it <laughs> and it's a horrible movie now. And it was one of those movies where I was like, I think this may have been like one of the first movies I ever saw with Martin short in that I could think of off the top of my head. And I was like, wow, this guy's bad. <laughs> this guy's bad. <laughs> I hadn't seen like three amigos yet, or maybe, maybe I had seen, uh, have we gotten Father of the Bride yet? No, that's probably later on. Yeah, down the line. No, that's probably down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bad movie. The Gotta funny play. thing is, I think this is going to be the case for a bunch of these, and maybe we'll catch some flack, and maybe you know a few more than I do, but like most of the movies on the list this month, there's a few names that you'll recognize, but there's a bunch of them that I'm just, I don't know what they are. I mean, moving down the list, even from pure luck, um, at the number 16 spot, so this is how far we've jumped already. You were at number eight. We're down mm -hmm. to 16 is the next August movie on the list. All the ones in between are either June, July, few mm -hmm. earlier, things like that. Is a movie called Body Parts, and I know uh, all about it. I know all about this. You movie. know this, all right? So yes. feel free to fill me in because I do not recognize this. Oh, it's it's a real, real doozy. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read. I I've seen the movie, but I'm just gonna read you the synopsis because it's it's first of all, it's 88 minutes long. I'm putting that out there. After losing his arm in a car accident, a criminal psychologist has it replaced with a limb that belonged to a serial killer. <laughs> and wow. basically the, 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 the arm is like possessed and wants to murder. So this, this like criminal psychologist becomes a murderer because his arm is possessed because it's a serial killer's arm and he starts killing people. <laughs> now, wasn't there another movie that was like that? And maybe, maybe it's this one, but like when we were in middle school where like some guy like cuts off his hand and the hand is like trying to like kill people too. Yes, that's a different movie. Not different movie. movie. 
I, 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 yeah, this is basically the arm is like kind of forcing him to kill people or something like that or something like that. It's, it, yeah, I remember this movie and the fact that it popped up on this list I was like, yes, I knew this movie. Holy <laughs> God, it's so bad. So bad. It was kind of, as a kid, it was scary. I was like, wow, it's a bad movie. So, yeah. Well, at least number 17 I can talk about. Um, number 17 on our list is Bingo. Do you know Bingo? Uh, I recognize the name. I recognize the poster, but I don't know the movie very much. Off, <laughs> off the so, so Bingo is a, a, another in a long line of '90s movies, the likes of um, Beethoven or Far From Home or The Adventures of Yellow Dog or any Turner of those type of things. Yeah, where it's a, like a dog befriends the main character sort of movie. Um, the funny part for me about the bingo movie is I'm not sure if I ever saw the movie. Um, what I did do is I think in something like third grade was read the book. Oh, really? <laughs> and the funny part was, is I read the book, um, and it looked exactly like the, the movie poster and everything. And, um, I then later saw like, oh, they made a movie of that. In reality, I think I read a novelization of the movie. <laughs> I, I don't think that this was a book that became a movie. I think it was the movie that they just turned into a children's novel, and that's what I ultimately read. So that's um, funny. I, I apparently know the story in a roundabout way because I'm not sure to date I ever ended up actually seeing the movie, but something about that poster and by proxy, the book cover really caught my eye as a kid. So, um, I remember reading that way back when. So the next movie is number 18. And this is a movie called Dead Again. And I actually remember this movie. I remember the poster. I remember who's in it. This is a Kenneth Branagh who who did uh, the first Thor movie. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the director. He's also one of the main characters in the movie. Andy Garcia and Emma Thompson is in this movie. It's a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> and and the synopsis of the movie or the, the, the tagline on IMDb says, a woman who has lost her memory is taken in by a Los Angeles orphanage and, is, and a private eye is enlisted to track down her identity. But he soon finds out that he might have a past life connection that endangers both of their lives interesting yeah <laughs> it's, it's not a great movie but yeah i remember the poster i remember the movie i remember this being like a big deal like like dead again like there was advertised like crazy now we're jumping down to number 20 here mystery date do you know mystery date uh no it's an ethan, <laughs> ethan hawk film uh, Tom's in love. The poster looks familiar. It, the, the poster does look familiar. Uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, Terry Polo are, are the, the actors. And Tom's in love with the cute house sitter next door. He's too shy, but his older brother visits and helps Tom with the first date. Things don't go as planned. Dun, dun, dun. That's your byline. Great. <laughs> Oh, good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say we're kind of in like a mishmash of stuff here. Um, next one down the list, uh, John Candy, 
not to be confused with John Goodman, <laughs> is a movie named Delirious. Um, do you know this one? You seem like you're really excited for this one. Uh, this one I know. I'm not my favorite John Candy movie. It's you know, it's a good movie. It's funny, but it's it's no Uncle Buck. I'll tell you that much. Or or like you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Or um, who's Harry Crumb? But it, but it's a good, funny you know type of movie for him. It's got Raymond Burr though. Come on, you got you know <laughs> Perry Mason in there. You can't go wrong. So there it's you go. pretty good. But what I am excited about though is the next movie on the list. Okay, fill us in because this I'm like I recognize these as being brand names, but I don't recognize this as being a movie. How do you not know of this movie? <laughs> we. Add this to the list of movies we must watch for this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Number 23 on the list is Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, starring Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson. This is like of the vein of, you know, Tango and Cash or like all those kind of like buddy type of like crime cop adventure type of things and basically Mickey Rourke plays Harley Davidson and Don Johnson plays the Marlboro man (laughs) whatever that is (laughs) he's a a smoking cowboy essentially I would Um, would imagine so yeah and this oh man I used to watch this movie all the time I loved this movie so much it's so bad but I so love it Uh, I'm going to read you the byline again Forced by in what is that word? Oh, forced by the imminent foreclosure of their friend's bar, two lifelong buddies will decide to rob a bank, uh, rob a rob an armored car. Uh, forced by the imminent foreclosure of their friend's bar. Two lifelong buddies will decide to rob a bank's armored car, not knowing that its cargo is not money, but a new street drug. And that is the byline of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> Essentially, now where would you have been seeing this? Like, is this a TV watch for you? Were you renting this? Like, where th- this, did you come up with this? This was like we had gotten like a free preview of HBO. And I watched it first there and then like watched it a million times on like WPIX. It had, you know, Daniel Baldwin in it. It's, come on. It's got like a stacked cast. See it? Now, when I was a kid, if we ever got the free like HBO or like what was some of the other ones that used to pop up throughout the year? Cinemax. Cinemax, maybe. There was another one. Stars. Showtime. Stars. Yeah, if we would get the free preview of that, I'd be like hooking the VHS like deck up and like just like, set, you know, especially a little bit down the road when they came out with those VHS tapes that would hold like six hours of stuff. Mm. I would just like set them to record like and just like gather movies. Just just sailing the seven seas on my old VHS just, deck. <laughs> just look at this cast though. Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson, Daniel Baldwin. You got uh, Tia Carrera. Uh, Vanessa Williams, you've got Tom Sizemore, you've got like this is like your '90s cast you could ask for as a dream. Like this is amazing, and there's one very interesting person who's 
in this show as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name, but he is famous for two very popular shows. One being Breaking Bad, and the other one being The Mandalorian. Who's in both Breaking Bad and The Mandalorian? Oh, John Carlo. Yes. <laughs> yes, and it's a great movie. This movie was supposed to be like to spark a franchise, and it just did not pan out. <laughs> so that's Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, right there. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said it. It did not pan out. <laughs> <laughs> With its whopping 3.7 million take. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving down, uh, next one on the list is Return to the Blue Lagoon. This one at least has um, name value. I know this is the one with Mila Jovovich. Yes. I don't know that I ever saw this. I never I saw, saw the it. original. I saw the original too. Yeah, I never saw the sequel. Yeah. Um, so. That's about as much as I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, defenseless? Anything? That I don't identity. know. Identity. <laughs> this I don't know. It's uh, no nobody big name in it. Sam Shepard is the only big name in there, and uh, if, if you call that a big name. All right. Well, the next one on the list, at least again, is another one with a little bit more uh, name recognition, uh, which is Showdown in Little Tokyo. This is with Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. Oh yeah. Uh, and actually, also, I think this has Tia Carrera. Funny enough, in it. I believe um, that. Uh, so that one was, you know, another fun, uh, like buddy cop sort of, um, Kung Fu movie. So, you know, we've had a few of those throughout time. (laughs) When, when Dolph Lundgren is your, is your headliner. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Child's Play 3 at number 28 on the list. Odd time of year for this to be releasing, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing says back to school like child's play three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know why this doesn't just wait for a couple of months and, and go in sort of like the Halloween slot. Um, seems like an odd time for an August release on that one. I don't know. It seems like it's uh, you know, who knows because of the fact that who knows what it might've been up against at that time, which who knows? Yeah. It's a uh, child. The child. Well, I mean, there's Freddie coming out, but I don't, I don't know if, um, I don't know. I feel like those things can safely compete. Yeah, I would think so, too. Uh, Number 30 on our list, The Commitments. I got nothing. I got (laughs) nothing on that. No Um, idea. But number 34, Barton Fink. Um, This is the Coen Brothers, right? Yes, it is. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, John Turturro. um, John Goodman, not to be confused with John. (laughs) Not to be confused with John Candy, yes. Um, uh, This is a great movie. Um, Yeah, this is a great movie. Yeah. Um, you this, know, is this their first movie? Like their first big movie? You should ask my wife on that one. She's the Coen Brothers expert. I would have to. I think it's if it's not their first, it's like maybe number two. I would assume. Um, I can look it up quasi quickly. Um, I mean, Miller's Crossing is ninety. Okay, yeah. So Miller's Crossing, Raising Arizona is eighty-seven. Prime Wave eighty-five. Yeah, they've got other stuff before this, but it's. Okay. It's among their first handful of movies. Yeah. Miller's Crossing is amazing, too. Oh, man. Sounds like a great movie. Um, it's funny, though. I, I just rewatched this movie, like, maybe summer or two ago. Um, we were down at the Jersey Shore visiting my in-laws. And for some reason, we were watching it. I don't know if it was on HBO or something, but we put it on and we were watching it. So there you go. Um, but this, you know, again, um, take-wise at the time, 
Uh, this release is August 23rd, only does 654,000 in August. Wow. Does go on to make uh, 6.1 or I guess 6.2 million um, overall. But, you know, this is again, it, you know, Coen Brothers, as you say, are not like as big a household name as they eventually become, you know, with yeah. things like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And um, some of the f- films that they make later on in the 90s and 2000. Mm. Yeah. Um, big Lebowski. Yeah, yes, Argo. yeah. Um, Paris is Burning. Um, the name's super familiar to me, but I am having a hard time coming up with what the movie's about. Does this it's one... A, it's a foreign film, dude. You're probably thinking of something else, because this is... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's totally possible. <laughs> We're in the Miramax thick of it. I see four Miramaxes at the bottom here. I, I think this... I think you're thinking of, like, you know, London is Burning, or there's other movies like... London's Burning. Yeah, that's definitely... <laughs> that's probably that's probably where I'm at, yeah. But I need, I, I need to stop us for a moment. We're going to skip over 37. Please. And we're going to dive into number 38. Yes. <laughs> First, before, before you even say it, I just want to say I loved these movies when yeah. I was younger. And beyond that, I'm pretty sure there was a show that they eventually did that I also really liked. They, they, they did do a show. I, too, did love these movies, like, more than I'd like to honestly admit. But <laughs> the, the number movie we're at, what is 37, 38? 38. 38 is Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I love this movie. I love all the Beastmaster movies. Oh, they're so fantastic. And this one's got Uncle Phil in it too, if I remember. There's Carl Winslow in it? No. no Uncle Phil. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh uh, uh, J- James uh, Avery. Yes. Yes, he is in it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. The, it, it's, it's probably like cringy to even admit it, but I used to love the Beastmaster stuff. Oh, like, come on. I love like those. Like Dar and his uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Beastmaster. The first Beastmaster movie is they, they were trying so hard to do their <laughs> own sort of Conan the Barbarian sort of a take. And, but it's just, they're so good. They're so great. Oh, but I man. have to mention the sadness of this now. Now, given this is an August 30th release, so we won't hold its... 125,000, you know, against it, but it only goes on to do 869,000. Wow. So I don't know if Beastmaster becomes more of a cult thing, but no one was watching it at this point. But you know, but you know what? It's funny. Both this and Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, had a huge, huge, like, you know, WPIX or, you know, yeah, of course, because they were cheap garbage that they could afford the licensing to. Yeah. They were probably giving it away. <laughs> yeah. Play that Beastmaster as yeah. much as you can. Exactly. Go, go ahead. We got we to gotta pay everybody's salaries back. In between um, Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2, throw in Beastmaster right in the middle <laughs> on the afternoon, you know? Come on, Short Circuit 1 is great. Oh, they are great, but I just remember that like there's almost no weekend you couldn't tune in on, on the Pix 11 and find that playing somehow, yeah, I felt that's like. that's true. All right, uh, so we're in the mirror max of things down here now. We've already skipped a few of them, but this one I just, like, I, I got to look at this because this movie, number 39 on the list, is called The Pope Must Diet. Yes, I saw this. Too. I was like, <laughs> the what? The first time I read it, in my head, my brain went, The Pope Must Diet die but in fact it's the pope must diet <laughs> so 
A less than qualified and far from perfect priest is mistakenly named the new pope. As the pontiff, he must deal with Vatican corruption, the mob, and the reappearance of his old lover. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and yes. the best is like on this poster for it, it's called a rollicking comedy. So, wow. How about mm. that? <laughs> when does King Ralph come out? Is this before or after King Ralph? Must be before. I don't know. <laughs> um, number 40, another Miramax is crossing the line. Unemployed Scottish miner Danny Scholar, Liam Neeson, wow, is forced to bare knuckle boxing to make ends meet. This sounds like a movie I'd actually watch. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. On Box Office Mojo IMDb Pro here, it says crossing the line, but the movie poster says big man. Um, it probably changed names. This is probably another transplant and Yeah. They yeah, probably just changed the name as they mirror maxed it. <laughs> yes, uh, because the, it was based on a book called The Big Man. Okay. Alrighty. So well, my all right. We'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Wow. Uh, and number forty two, the answer to life, the universe, and everything on our list is Naked Tango. <laughs> when a young European woman assumes a false identity in nineteen twenties Argentina, she gets more than she bargained for. But Ooh, that's a new have, line though. That's not even Miramax. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say this though. Naked Tango only is in two theaters and did twenty-five thousand dollars, whereas Beastmaster 2 is in two hundred and twenty-seven theaters <laughs> and does a hundred and twenty-five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> So it feels like the math there. If if Naked Tango was in a hundred in two hundred and twenty seven theaters, it might have beaten Beastmaster two. Yeah. So that's our August nineteen ninety one list, folks. Woof. That's a it's a wild one. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's move right along. Let's see if we can recall our top movie this month: Hot Shots. Okay, Hot Shots is written and directed by Jim Abrams, not to be confused by J.J. Abrams, <laughs> uh, who has brought us such other gems as Kentucky Fried Movie, Airplane, oh. Top Secret, Police Squad, lots of movies with exclamation marks after them, Hot Shots Part 2, Naked Gun 33 and a Third, and Scary Movie 4, just to name a handful. Um, the film stars Charlie Sheen, Carrie Elwes, which, by the way, um, I feel like I have like a mandala effect with Carrie Elways. Did you, when you were younger, ever have a thing where you thought his name was Carrie Yules? Yeah, of course. When did his name go from being Yules to Elways? <laughs> <laughs> because when I was a kid, I was like 99% sure that people told me, and I and like when I saw him in like Robin Hood, uh, Men in Tights, and things like that, that it was Carrie Yules. And then like, Circa when Saw comes out, people start going, no, that's Carrie Elwes. And I'm like, who? <laughs> like, Be so because I have a weird mandala effect going on with that. <laughs> because we're Americans and we're New Yorkers and we think we know how it's actually said. And so, somewhere along the line, someone will probably be like, listen, I am not an American. This is how you say my name. Get it right. And yeah. that's probably where I'm it calling came that from. Mandela effect and rather than Mandela effect. It's Mandela effect, not man or is it Mandela effect? 
Oh no, it's Mandela. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God, you're having a seizure. You just fall right down a rabbit hole with that, so I'm not going to even get into that. Um, uh, Valeria Galino, um, who I'm surprised to find out is not only alive but actually still acting. <laughs> 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 like I felt like I know her from this and Hot Shots Part doing nothing else, but um, no, she's out there still. But she's also in Rain Man. She's that's been, right. Yep. Yeah. You know, but she's but yeah. Like I mean, these are probably her biggest like show stopping roles were these two movies, and beyond that, like mostly smaller parts. But man, she kills it in these movies. I love her in these movies. Yes, and I I cannot top off our our starring list without absolutely mentioning the amazing Lloyd Bridges um, who is just so great yeah <laughs> in this um, like scene stealing great um, so that's our top people many more notable names in in these movies because there's tons of cameos and uh, little pop-in roles for a ton of different people it's just too many to even get into mentioning yeah um, so, you know, one of the things I was thinking about that, uh, you know, I wonder about, you know, folks voting for Doc Hollywood, um, is if some people were voting for that because they truly like Doc Hollywood, or if they were worried about how a, you know, recall and a review of Hot Shots looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, being the nature of this movie is very zany and things like that. I think it's going to be possibly tricky to, especially when we get into the review of things, um, to do what we normally do with it. So I, I feel like if we just take like a rough stab at, at recalling, because like, you know, what Hot Shots is about is not nearly as important as all the little just dumb plot beats and jokes that are throughout it, you know? So like, I don't know that I could even come up with what the story was. I mean, it's just such an amalgam of like, Top Gun and the right stuff and like all these sort Iron of like eagles and all those things, <laughs> you know, like all those movies, like it's, it's like some scramble of their plots is the plot. And I probably can't even come out with what the, the thing, you know, actually is. But you, but you know, what's funny about this movie in particular, and this is just, you know, trying to do a loose recall that, you know, we all know that it's basically roughly based on a, a spoof of Top Gun. Right. And, you know, Charlie Sheen's character is essentially, you know, Maverick. He's Tom Cruise's character and so on and so forth. And. But this was one of the first movies that I saw as a kid. Where I saw a true spoof movie, like I hadn't really seen the Naked Gun movies or. Um, uh, what am I blanking on? Uh, airplane and those kind of things. But like this sort of sparked stuff like you know national lampoons loaded weapon one (laughs) which i love as well and and so on and so forth because it's really like you said it's zany it's wacky but they but the funny thing about this movie is they they play it very serious like they play it as if like this is just totally normal to be these crazy pilots and i thought this was how how the air force was (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last episode, but like, I loved these movies. And, you know, again, like, my hat is off to Jim Abrams, who was so behind, um, you know, with collaborators behind creating so many of these type of movies. Is it Abrams or Abrahams? Abrahams, excuse me. Um, Yeah. Abrahams. Was it Abrahams the whole time? 
Did I yeah. say it wrong before? You Probably. did, because you said not to be mistaken for J.J. Abrams. <laughs> all right, well, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. No um, judgment. But, but all of these movies are just so fun. And I mean, you know, like, especially when you have some of the ones with like Leslie Nielsen and things with, with um, um, Naked Gun and, you know, other things like Spy Hard and like all these things were like, just as you sort of say, it's like jumping off of these movies that we know that they're based on, but like they just, they, they do take themselves seriously in, they t- not even seriously, they're, they're earnest. They take themselves earnestly with what they're trying to do, but it's, it's just like gag after gag and just silly nonsense stuff. And it's great because, I mean, like what you just said, like I saw this kind of quasi early on and I credit stuff like this for being like part of my personality, you know, like, mm-hmm. like my favorite type of humor is silly humor. Mm-hmm. And it's why I've always been a Conan O'Brien fan over like a Jay Leno or something like that, because I just love the silliness. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's different levels of funny, but I just really always love that, like really goofy, silly sort of nature of things. Um, and this and its sequel were among some of the first like that, that I really saw and just really fell in love with the, yeah. you know, and I, I could watch it over and over and we did watch it over, you know, you know, my friends and I laughed ourselves sick watching this, you know, movie, um, again and again when we were kids. So, um, you know, probably there was a bunch of stuff that was over my head. Among oh yeah. Like viewings. we're, we're going to watch this now. We're going to pick up on jokes as adults that we never would have saw in 91 and, and so on and so forth. And, and the I other thing too, that I'm also looking forward to like kind of going back is I feel like these movies are also a little bit of like a time capsule because they kind of wrote in timely jokes to things going on with like the Gulf war, mm-hmm. Saddam Hussein, you know, goofy oh, stuff yes. like that. Saddam Hussein is very remember, prevalent in both does, these movies. Does he factor in the first one or is it more the second one where he's like kind of like the villain of the movie or something? I think he, I think he's in both. Like he's a smaller part in this movie, but he plays the main villain in the sequel. But like, I, I feel like they, but they were which is funny because it almost like paves the way for stuff down the road, like Team America, World Police. You know, yeah. like it, it's just it's so great. Um, you know, I thought. I mean, we've kind of dove into it. I was going to save it for a minute, but I, I just figured we'd actually chat a little bit about like the nature of spoof movies. Um, you know, for some of the aforementioned reasons, and and like you know whatever else, like like what is it that you think draws? people to this type of movie like what is it that like really gets somebody on the hook for this versus like a different type of comedy or just watching like the originals i think it's escapism like you know especially movies that it's based off of like this is based off of top gun which is such a huge huge movie like this movie was that movie was tremendous and to be able to poke fun of that and the Iron Eagles type movies and all those kind of things is great because you can really kind of escape into the movie and get a laugh out of it. And just like, like I said it before, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1 is meant to spoof the Lethal Weapon movies. And it's just so funny. Like, I, I don't particularly like Kentucky Fried Movie. That doesn't do it for me. But these things that take themselves seriously and still have fun with it i really really enjoy yeah i totally agree and it's funny because it's it's not even you know 
I feel like this is a very particular genre in the spoof movie sort of film because you have, I, I mean, there's a billion different things out there. You have like mockumentary, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, like waiting for Guffman and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, yeah. like it goes off, um, you know, Spinal Tap um, that, you know, goes off the idea of like doing these very serious documentaries. And then you have your Austin Powers type movie where it's like kind of a straight up comedy, but they borrow lots of like elements from like 007 or things like that. Um, And, you know, there's, there's just so many great spoof movies out there. And like, there's something, I think the other thing that for me, at least that, that is a fun portion about it. And I'm sure this is why it's a hook for so many people is it's a, like a meta way of poking fun at the form of entertainment itself. Right. Like at, create, at Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Like we create these movies and you know, they're awesome. And you go see Top Gun and you're like, that was an awesome movie. And then you do something like hot shots. That's kind of just like ribbing it. And it's just like, it just adds another layer to that first one. Like it almost enhances yeah. the first movie by the fact that they've like, you know, like it's, it's like a love letter to it while mm-hmm. also like, you know, being able to kind of just like do like a goof and kind of like, you know, play on some of the, ideas or tropes or your stuff that kind of you know goes through it well it's even like um in more recent years like that movie tropic thunder yeah <laughs> you know that's not necessarily well, that's really a, recent but i'll give you i'll give it to you <laughs> it's, it's, it's more recent than this yeah, more recent <laughs> but like it's almost as if you know because tom cruise plays that like agent guy and uh you know it's sort of like he understand he's in on the joke and he's okay with being a spoof of himself or or some sort of wackiness to it and you know this sort of does it like it's like like they make charlie sheen look like tom cruise in top gun you know like they make carrie look like val kilmer and you know it's just wild it's just i don't know i i find it so funny I can't wait to rewatch this because I know they do certain things in this movie. In particular, there's a scene in my mind that I can remember where Topper Harley's character flies upside down over like an enemy like MIG or whatever. And he like flaks it like with the wing itself. He like hits the other airplane and just knocks it out of it out of the air or something like that. It's just like so ridiculous, but it's so funny. I don't know. <laughs> and no 100 percent. and just like you said you know having somebody like lloyd bridges remember the part in this movie where he puts like a handkerchief through his ears and he yes. kind of like waxes his ears as a matter of fact that popped up as one of the gifts in our in our vote poll i think jason of the retro network actually Sweet. posted that one yes <laughs> Sweet. that's amazing uh yeah it just made me think of down periscope too (laughs) yes another good one that's right so speaking of like so so what's some of your favorite spoof movies outside of hot shots um like from over time like what's some of the ones that like you know sort of like sing to you from throughout the ages (laughs) uh would you classify major league as a spoof movie absolutely yes (laughs) oh i love major league and major league two like I think those movies are fantastic. Um, I don't know if you'd say Police Academy is a spoof movie. Yeah, but, definitely. But I love the the Police Academy movies. I think, you know, like beyond even spoof, it's like parody. You know, yeah. it's like anything that starts to like get in the realm of that. 
I mean, like, you know, you, that's why I was sort of saying with like Austin Powers and that, like, I consider like that to be in the same realm as like a police academy where, you know, you're overall, it's like telling a story and it's got a thing going on, but there's lots of silly stuff happening on the side of it. That's kind of poking fun at the genre, you know, in general. I think the other two that really stick out in my head, one would be a movie that I truly think is fantastic is the first zombie land. I love that movie. Yeah, those are great. And a movie and a TV show that is both a spoof, but also a a remake of itself as well is Get Smart. Yes, definitely. I I used to love watching Get Smart as a kid. And then I love the remake of it, even though people don't like it. Like, (laughs) I I thought it was fantastic. I really, really loved it. So that's just my opinion. What about you? Spaceballs, the movie. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Mel Brooks, ball. everything, you know, Blazing Saddles, uh, Young Frankenstein. I mean, all of them, you know, like they're all, um, I, you know, the, takes on genre films in that sort of category. But the thing is with in particular, like Mel Brooks's style of, of spoof is so much more epic than than a lot of these other ones. <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned Spaceballs. It's even though Blazing Saddles is incredible, you know, for me, Spaceballs was the first of his movies that I ever was introduced to. And to that, to this day, that movie still holds up. That movie is still oh, yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many of them really do. Um, another one for me, another huge formative, again, silly movie for me is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which, you know, it's just totally like poking fun at like all the kind of like Camelot, King Arthur, medieval sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you got me thinking on like the, again, more recent, um, end of things, something like Shaun of the Dead, um, Shaun of the Dead you know, is where it's like poking it at, at, you know, or hot, um, hot fuzz. Yeah. Um, you oh, know, like, hot you know, <laughs> I love hot fuzz. I love know, just that again, movie. like they, it's, it's, it's. A little more seriously taken than like something like you know Hot Shots, but it still is like totally goofy on all the stuff you know like like Hot Fuzz, the stuff with them like reloading and all that. I mean, like it's just, it's just fabulous. I mean, they they handle that stuff so awesomely. So I just um, I'm doing some uh, some deep googling at the moment, and there's two movies on this list that I like that are not the greatest of spoofs, but they are very funny. Uh, MacGruber. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty funny movie. But one that I really love is an Eddie Griffin movie called Undercover Brother. Have you ever seen this movie? Yeah, a long time. Ago. Oh, I love it. It's such a good movie. It's so good. Now, this is a very important question that I have to ask you with regard to spoof or not spoof. So on the Wizards podcast, we've been talking about a movie for a while that I absolutely love. I hold it dear to my heart is blank man. Would you classify blank man as a spoof on superhero movies? Yeah, because it was, I would, I would throw it er- into the realm of parody for sure. Cause it's early in the genre. I mean, just curious. I mean, again, it's, you know, it's like some of these ones we're mentioning that like takes itself a little more serious. I, I, I feel like anything that fits into like the spoof parody thing is something like that, that, that knows, when to kind of like wink at you and sort of say like, you know, I'm kind of also taking a stop, you know, like a shot at, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these other films that take themselves much more seriously in this vein of something. So yeah, I would, I would throw that kind of into that realm. 
<laughs> Shut up, Siri. I took my watch off because I was afraid to, to talk. Now, I have to ask this, and I, this is going to round out our spoof conversation here, because I think this movie may be my favorite spoof, and it's also a Mel Brooks movie, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, the only reason I didn't mention it right now is because I mentioned it before with Carrie, but um, yeah, fabulous movie. <laughs> I, I hope when we get around to 93 – that this becomes the number one movie that we can watch it because, oh boy, I would love to rewatch <laughs> this and talk about this movie because it's so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And that is like, there's just so many great spoof films that it's it's hard to even make a, a list of like my top five or ten, so to speak. Yeah, that's why I figured we just off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you have other spoof movies that, that we glanced over or forgot feel free to let us know on our socials we'd love to hear which ones are some of your favorites from throughout time do you want to uh watch the trailer oh 100 percent. yes <laughs> without question <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I have to imagine that this trailer, here's what I'm going to predict. I, I have not watched this trailer. I did cue it up for us, but I have not watched it. Mm -hmm. I'm predicting that this thing starts off serious as sin. It's going to look like it's the next Top Gun movie, and then it's going to get into like the real goofy stuff. That's, oh, my, I, that's my prediction. <laughs> I, I, I believe so as well. I'm ready when you are. All right, I'll count us down. Three, two, one. 20th century in the Mediterranean. Oh yeah, the Mr. Movie Guy. Yes. Nope, it's already going off. The <laughs> it's already going off. <laughs> They're getting valet keys. <laughs> There's so many good. I don't know how we're gonna actually review this. There's so many good gags just in this trailer. Oh my god. There's a dog running after it. Nice. Oh my goodness. No, thank you, sir. Oh man. Women who love them. Oh my goodness, this movie. Oh. I, it's so great. I can't wait. <laughs> Never wanted to be a horse so much in my life. Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> Call them the best of the best. <laughs> Call them Hot Shots. Uh, so, oh, there he is. Mother of all movies. They draw. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is going to be so fun to watch. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I again, I don't know what our review is going to look like for this because there's just no way to touch on everything. Oh, know, that's it, the other thing. Is it my month do. too? Oh man, it's going to yeah. be like a fart I mean, in the it's wind. So crammed in with stuff. I mean, I don't. I think probably we'll just talk through some of our favorite gags and yeah. like, the rough outline of the story. You know what I mean? I also um, want to see, like, I, I kind of want to discuss how it translates to 
2021 yeah. because like there's a lot of sexual based jokes in this thing and and just like perverse kind of yeah, things. innuendo <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes but i can't wait i'm gonna be having a hard time getting through it laughing my butt off as i'm yeah, taking notes yeah, we're gonna, it's not even gonna be fair to take notes because <laughs> I get because I'll probably end up taking like notes myself on like just some of my favorite bits and things, but just laughing through the trailer already. There's there's no way this is yeah. this is. I'm sorry, everybody. If you don't get an episode <laughs> for the review, it's because Mike and I were too busy just giggling to ourselves <laughs> rewatching this. They're like, what are these two dummies talking about? They're just laughing to themselves. Oh man, just like we got to do a rewatch. Just just go watch the movie. I'm going to give that to everybody's homework between now and the review. Go watch the movie so that you can laugh along with whatever we're going to fart out as we talk about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's bring this train on into the station. Um, If you'd like to chat with us about the show, please get in touch with us via our social media channels. We are Box Office 30 on Facebook and Twitter and Box Office T H I R T Y on Instagram. Um, would you like to do our movie quiz? Sure, let's do it. I'm I'm all for it. Okay, I've got our comedy classics pack here again. Let me give okay. it a good shuffle. Now the track record is good. You've been doing fairly well with these lately, so okay. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stump you tonight or not, but um let's see what we get. All right. <clears throat> Maybe I'll stump you right away. In Mean Girls, on um, what day do the plastics wear pink? <laughs> I've seen the movie. Um, Wednesday. You got it. <laughs> really? That's what it says. Wow. <laughs> Stab in the dark for the win. All right. Uh, in I, I'm... Possibly going to struggle on the name here, but I'll spell it for you. In which 1991 film does Sarah Jessica Parker play a model called San Day? S-A-N capital D, lowercase e, capital E, asterisk. (laughs) Um, 1991, we're in the zone here. (laughs) Does she play a model? Is there a... I don't know. What are the options? What are the? What are the... Uh, well, it's not multiple choice. <laughs> oh, it's not multiple choice. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> no Sorry. idea. Sorry. This is LA story. Oh, pff, I would have never got that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, got two more, and I'm going to end on a strong one. Okay. Uh, in what year was the Simpsons movie released? The Simpsons movie. Zoe's like asking me to watch this. Uh, we, I don't know if you've seen them. So anybody who uh, is out there in listener land, there's a bunch of shorts since uh, the Simpsons and Fox have joined Disney and Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all really good. They're a bunch of like shorts about Maggie. And I was showing the kids those and they've been getting a kick out of it. I'm not necessarily prone to putting the show on for Zoe just yet. I think she's still too young for it. But she like she's like, is there more of those? Is there a movie we can watch? And I'm like, down the road, we'll, <laughs> we'll watch that. I Which get- is funny because it's history repeating. 
I remember as a kid, like I wanted nothing more than to watch The Simpsons, and my parents would not let me watch The Simpsons. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I oh man, this is tough. I want to say it's like two thousand seven or so. You got it. Okay. Wow. Good guess. <laughs> All right. Final here. How many films? In this extremely poignant question, are in the Naked Gun series? Thirty-three and a third, of course. <laughs> uh, three, three it is very good. <laughs> All right, three out of four is not bad. <laughs> yeah, come on, that that L.A. story. I think probably Stephen might have been the only one that get that one. He really, Sorry. I hear him listening at home, be like, "I know this, I know this, I have it on VHS." <laughs> God. I'm sure. So, yeah. Uh, that, I don't know. That, if it's not Jeremy, I don't think he's interested. <laughs> I was at his house for four days, and I did not get to see Jeremy. I still know, haven't that's seen, possible. I have still seen the movie. So mad. So. I'm not convinced that he's not Jeremy, and he's traveled through time, and now just has a different name. They, they look might. shockingly similar. They, they do look shockingly similar. That's, we, his, we, that's his variant uh, in the Loki verse. That's his. That's Stephen. That's your variant. We, we, we still love you, buddy. We still love you. But oh man, I gotta watch this this Jeremy movie. So that was our movie quiz. And you know, as always, we want to thank Jason and Nikki from the Retro Network for hosting us on the platform and giving us a, a an outlet to talk about movies from thirty years ago and have a blast and and just have two buddies nerding out about movies. So thank you so much. Check us out on the review episode for hot shots on Friday, August 27th. So geared up for your Labor Day weekend and checking out, listening to us. So buckle up for that. <laughs> you can check out our T public store where you can buy some super cool merch from our box office 30 logo branded t-shirts and so on and so forth. And as the universe is going, we're probably going to be back in masks before you know it. So you may want to get a a box office 30 mask while you're at it. Yeah. I I, I am not really supposed to admit this, but um, we created the Delta variant because we uh, needed to stir up some, uh, mask sales over there on on uh, t yes. public so find one of those sale days and, and head on over <laughs> and you can go to our website boxoffice30 with the 30.com and check out all of the catalog of all of our over a year's worth of episodes now crazy that's mm. wild and you know listen hopefully we can get to the theaters but we'll see if it's gonna pan out we don't know pun intended there man. <laughs> <laughs> but as always thanks so much for listening everybody and we'll see you next time see you soon everybody this has been a presentation of the retro network <laughs>